With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 10. Read the Terrain. After a few near misses with Coalition patrols, Meade finally found himself standing outside the barracks where Sarah told him he could find her after completing his mission. He watched the MPs shuffle in and out of the building, some heading for their night shifts, while others were returning home from keeping the peace around New Plymouth. He knew he couldn't sit outside the headquarters for long without being spotted by someone. After all, his mug was plastered on watered posters all over the city. Meade watched as Sarah left the front of the barracks and was shoulder-checked by a larger coalition MP who stared her down. Her eyes darted towards the towering MP guarding the entrance, who pretended not to notice the altercation. He realized that Sarah must be on the outs with her fellow coalition MPs. Because of her father's legal troubles, they were treating her as if she had betrayed the coalition herself. And after the events of the last day or so, even he was having trouble feeling sorry for her. Sarah had gotten him in deep with something much bigger than the simple hack job she had promised, and he wanted to know what it was. She moved through the crowded streets, and Meade began to follow her at a distance, doing his best not to lose her. He pulled his hat low over his eyes and tried to blend into the crowd. Most of the moles and coalition MPs didn't even bother looking up at him, intent as they were staring at their armbar readouts as they caught up on the day's news from their friends, family, and the wireless news services. The MPs going off duty were so distracted by their screens, they wouldn't have noticed if the consortium elders were walking right next to them. Still, Meade made sure to move cautiously through the crowd, keeping his head low and eyes on Sarah. He wished he had some of that camo tech that had been used by the terrorist who brought down Captain Gonzalez's transport. It would make his job of moving through the masses without being spotted far easier. But he figured that so long as he didn't bother them, they wouldn't bother him. He was just another runabout, so far as they were concerned. Sarah darted into an alleyway, making her way down towards the main thoroughfare of New Plymouth. Meade followed, but not too closely, observing her as she moved through the market. Sarah interacted with several street vendors, buying food from one and various supplies from another. She finished her shopping, carrying her bags by her side, and began moving down the alley towards C-Block and its many housing complexes. After a few minutes of walking through the busy streets, she paused at the doorway of a walk-up and unlocked the door with her armbar. Meade saw his chance to approach her from behind. The second her door unlocked, he pulled her inside and into a dark corridor, shutting the door behind him quickly, lest any prying eyes see him and call the authorities to collect their share of the million-credit reward. Sarah struggled against his grip, and Meade suddenly found himself sailing end-over-end through the air. He landed on his back with a rough oof as the wind went out of him. Sarah hit the light switch in her small apartment and blinked in confusion when she looked down and saw Meade splayed out all over her floor. Meade? What the hell are you doing? Sarah demanded. She released his arm and he rose, gently rubbing where she had wrenched his shoulder. He glared at her and didn't reply. What's wrong with you? Did you get the info dump? I got the download, Meade said with a suspicious glare. I don't know if you noticed that uh, 
It cost me a hell of a lot more than 50 grand. Sarah set her jaw. I didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't say you did, Meade said, his anger rising. But you gotta admit, I got reason enough to suspect you setting me up. You, come to me with an offer I can't refuse? After years of not speaking? Especially with how much debt I'm staring down? You give me an easy job, but somehow turns into the biggest shitstorm Mars has seen in years, and to top it all off, all of a sudden I'm on the hook for some dumbass drug importer charge? Give me a reason why I shouldn't just delete this info dump right here and now and let the universe sort everything out. You tell me, she fired back. I haven't kept tabs on you the last few years. I don't know what you've gotten yourself into. Flattered, but I'm an asshole, Sarah, not a drug kingpin. I'd like to think I'd have a much nicer set of things if that were true. Sarah's eyes narrowed and she unlocked the holster to a plasma pistol. You aren't going to hold out on me with that info dump, are you? I'm looking for answers, lady. And until I get them, this data ain't going nowhere, Meade shot back. You aren't cleared for any answers. You got paid. It's time you delivered what you owe me. She withdrew her pistol and Meade, a little shocked, fumbled for his. They aimed their guns at each other, staring each other down, each daring the other to make a move. What are you doing, Meade? Sarah asked. Her voice erased any doubt he had that she was bluffing. She would end them if she thought it necessary. I just want what I paid for. I never turned my back on a job before, he snapped. Problem is, the flavor of trouble you got me in makes it tough to help you out when I don't know what the hell I'm involved in. She activated the pistol, the magnets inside spitting up with a high-pitched whine. I'm not joking, Mead. Neither am I, Sarah, Mead replied firmly. She glared at him and he stood his ground. She licked the corner of her lips as her eyes darted back and forth. Mead sighed. This was going nowhere. Killing each other wouldn't really accomplish a thing. Look, you ought to know enough about me to know I ain't looking to hurt you or anyone else. All I want to know is why everyone in the coalition seems to have lost the goddamn minds. I've been shot at, drugged down Market Road, and yanked all over New Plymouth by rogue drones, and to top off the shit Sunday that's become my life, I'm being targeted by some real heavy hitters. You and this goddamn data are the only reason why I'm on the run, and I want to know why. Her grip on the Goss pistol tightened, and Meade bit his lip hoping to break through her coalition training. Sarah, they took Emmeline. I can't let this get any more out of control than it already has. Not without knowing what the hell is going on. Her face softened, and she sighed. Lower your weapon. I don't play that game, Meade said firmly. You only play along, you best lower your gun first. She flipped the Gauss pistol over and held it by the trigger guard with her thumb, exposing her an open palm. She slowly lowered the weapon back into her holster. Good enough? She asked. Meade nodded and lowered his grandfather's pistol. Tell me what I want to know, Meade demanded, and the info dump is all yours. She sighed and sat down on a nearby chair, the nervous energy that had bound her up releasing all at once. She looked up at Meade, her eyes filled with tears. I just... I just want my father's pain to end, she mumbled. Meade sighed. The stick had worked. It was time for the carrot. What does that have to do with Laszlo? Meade asked, sitting down next to her. I don't know, she said softly. I really don't know what's going on. I thought Laszlo was trying to embezzle information from the Coalition, or maybe even assassinate someone on the transport. 
She looked up at him and another tear rolled down her cheek. I swear to you on my father's life that I've been nothing but honest with you. I don't know what's going on beyond the fact that someone high up in the coalition has framed my father for something he didn't do. She looked away, the tears rolling down her cheeks. My father was the most loyal officer the coalition had ever seen. And, and now they pay him back by throwing him in Inzelli prison? How is that justice? How is that right? He knew the pain of watching a loved one suffer, knowing there's nothing you can do to stop it. And no one suffered quite like they did when they were in Inzelli. Well, if it helps, I, I think you're right. I believe you. I, I think you've stumbled onto something big here. Really? Sarah looked up, hope in her eyes. Mead nodded. If I had just downloaded a bunch of data that detailed Laszlo's criminal activities, I wouldn't be the subject of some massive manhunt through the city. Laszlo wouldn't give some snot-nosed Bluebell Coalition punk the privilege to end me. Watch it, Sarah said ruefully, and Mead smiled. I'm just saying, the fact that someone is trying to sell the story of me being some kind of big-time drug kingpin makes it more and more likely that someone on high wants that info from Laszlo's armbar for themselves. And they don't seem to care if I'm alive or dead when they get it. Then, can I see it? Sarah asked, hopefully. Meade shook his head. Rule number one, Sarah. Never trust anyone. Especially a pretty face. Far as I still know, you're in deep with the wrong sorts of people and playing me. I know we go way back, but trust is a rare commodity around these parts. Trust is earned, Meade, Sarah said, looking hurt. Dad always told you that. I'd like to think our friendship allows me to draw on that account a bit. Meade breathed out and shook his head. Captain Gonzalez always had been good to him, slipping him credits, food, or a recharge for his armbar whenever the captain was on planet. In fact, that's how he and Sarah had met so long ago. As a runabout teenager, there weren't many avenues available for him to go down that didn't wind up with him either dead or in jail. Captain Gonzalez helped set Meade on the right path. In fact, some of Meade's better rules came from the man, starting with rule number one. Trust no one. Meade shook his head. It's my only bit of leverage. Besides, even if I wanted to give it to you, I couldn't. He opened the armbar display and called up the info dump on the screen. Not only does he have the data image that I downloaded locked down with some kind of DNA encoding, it's also encrypted six ways to Sunday. I've had my armbar working on cracking it, but... Meade looked at Sarah helplessly. My rig is just too old. It can't keep up with the rotating algorithms that are keeping the data secure. I'm afraid if I keep trying to crack it, the file will deteriorate and we'll lose the whole lot. What do you need? Sarah asked, her voice regaining strength. Well, M pointed me in the direction of a server farm dedicated to cracking a rotating quantum encryption algorithm, he said. I hear a butt coming, Sarah said. But... We still need Laszlo's DNA coder to get the data unlocked. Without that, it's useless. We might be able to find a sample of Laszlo's DNA on the Coalition servers, Sarah said, thinking out loud. That shouldn't be too difficult to... Except for the fact that I'm a wanted criminal, and you ain't exactly in the Coalition's good graces at the moment, he said. She winced. Cheap shot, Mead. And you need to hear it. You may be as loyal as ever, but that don't matter much right now to your peers. Every move you make is going to be under scrutiny, and if you show up with a request for Laszlo's DNA out of the blue without a case file assigned to it? He shook his head. I don't like our chances of getting out with that info intact. Then what do you suggest? Sarah asked, frustrated. 
I'm not going to sit here and waste any more time while my father is rotting in jail. You act like I don't got something to lose, too, he said with an edge to his voice. They took Emmeline. They took her, Sarah. And it's my fault she's in danger. Strike that. It's your fault. She looked down ashamed, and he felt bad for making her feel that way. Well, I might have a way, Meade said tentatively. What? Sarah asked, hopeful. It could be expensive, Meade warned. Most things on this planet are, she said. What is it? Laszlo's right-hand man at his casino, Meade said, his idea gaining steam. He would need Laszlo's DNA coder to run the day-to-day stuff at the casino, right? So, if there's a spare coder anywhere, then I bet you dollars to donuts that piece of shit Russo would have it. Sarah leapt up off her chair and hugged Meade, the tears on her cheeks brushing up against his. Something inside him burned, and he couldn't tell if it was the exhaustion catching up with him, or if he just thought Sarah was looking real good. He had tried to ignore her curves his whole life while they were growing up together, but today, he sure didn't mind the feel of her body up against his if he was being honest. He drew back and looked into her eyes. He couldn't resist. He knew it might be wrong, but if she were going to hold him this close, then he was going to have to kiss her. She leaned into his body, and then he knew she wanted it too. You're sure your friend can help? Her voice got husky, and Meade couldn't remember the last time he had felt like this. He nodded back to her, wordlessly. She took his hat off, and Meade's hair fell across his hazel eyes. Why did we never get together? She asked, wistful. He looked down at her and shrugged. We'd been on different paths for so long, it never even crossed my mind you'd even be interested. You silly, stupid fool, Sarah whispered. She reached up for his face and angled it towards hers and kissed him full on the lips. Meade was taken aback, but he felt his body responding to Sarah's kiss. He drew her in with his arms and brought her close as the kiss between them became even deeper and more passionate. They began to make love as if they had nothing to lose, which, if Meade had the ability to think about anything other than Sarah's body, he'd realize they didn't. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.